Welcome to the Woohoo Crew podcast, where cosmic culture meets pop culture, where we discuss topics like astrology, numerology, the mind-body connection, as well as sports, music, and entertainment. I'm your host, Brandon. I'm joined by my co-host, my pseudo-guru, Cheryl. We are the Woohoo Crew. Hello, Cheryl, my pseudo-guru. Welcome to episode 10. Let me start off the show as I do every episode by asking you, did you catch any woohoo this past week? Hi, Brand on. Happy woohoo to you. Yeah. I I did. I um I've been catching these phrases, so catchphrase, these mantras with my breath and and sharing them with the woohooers and today we did one for um victory for invoking the woohoo, invoking the life force and receiving the vigorous energy of it and it was really strong and it helped open up to that ecstatic beyond the beyond for our capabilities so that that feels really powerful i feel like my woohoo bank account is strong so i can spend the currency really well that's awesome yeah how about you yeah i i don't know if this qualifies but i had a i had an awesome uh parent moment last night my my daughter gracie turned eight yesterday and we did this whole adventure day of like indoor skydiving and go-karts and just a kind of a ton of cool stuff and then late in the day we're at this the go-kart place and i'm checking us in and she came up to me and like gave me like this huge hug and she's like you know thank you daddy this is the best birthday ever and and it was really cool like it may not sound like a like a powerful moment but but for her entire life my wife and i have been preaching about gratitude that's a big buzzword in our house and just being thankful for for what we have. And I think this is the first time that she had a whole bunch of of gratitude and and showed it without us telling her to say thank you or show appreciation. And you know, usually we have to tell her to say thank you and she'll, you know, and she'll say something like, Well, thank you for my present. We're we're like, come on, man, you can you can say it a little bit more upbeat. But this is different. It actually it actually made me tear up a little bit. And uh-huh. I'm and I'm okay. I'm not afraid to admit it. Good for you. You're so in alignment with the season. Um, I love that. Yeah, because with gratitude, it's a show, don't tell, right? Yeah. Then you and so you learn that. I know. Yeah. And yeah. because of course we want we want our children to be grateful, but you know, the game is can we give without expecting anything? That's unconditional love. But can we give without it being transactional, without even asking for that? And at the same time, how do we how do we teach our children the holiness, the the moral code of gratitude. So, and eight years old seems like a, a perfect age to have really received that, that code. And she's a Capricorn. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She is actually. Yeah. Mm, wow. To have a Capricorn daughter. That's right. Well, happy birthday, <laughs> Gracie. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And her name uh, is Grace. So she's going to be Grace. gracefully grateful. Yeah. She's got it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Big moment for me. Okay, we'll see you in the first quarter. Okay. First quarter, reason for the season. Woohoo! Okay, first quarter. Cheryl, what's going on in the cosmos? Hi, Brandon. What's going on in the sport cosmos, the cosmos of sport world? I'm curious. <laughs> uh, what's going on <laughs> in sports? Well, my worst sports sphere came true this week the university of georgia football team won the national championship 
How are you doing? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's been tough. Uh, I mean, I realize how, how absurd that sounds, but it's true. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry for your, your sadness, your anger. Is it a, is it about, a, is it a mix of grief and sadness or what yeah, would what you are, call that? What were the, aren't there like different stages? Aren't there like seven stages of grief? Is that what it is? Yeah, there's stages of grief and anger, and it sounds like you have a, it's a combination, would you say, of those two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, and it's still fresh. So I live in Atlanta, and this is, uh, this is Georgia territory. So I'm in, I'm in enemy territory, basically, and I have to listen to this, <laughs> this fan base every day, you know, 24 <laughs> seven, and, and they're tough to listen to. And I have a theory as to why, you know, they've had a rough go themselves for like 40 years, and that is the last time that they won a national title in football. And so we, uh, we being Florida, my team has won this title three times in the last 25 years. So, you know, I think it's been tough for them to deal with. And as a result, they, they get disillusioned every year that, that this is going to be their year. And, and finally it happened. Yeah. So did you watch the game? I watched it. Yeah. So what were, what were you feeling? Uh, I was feeling a lot of anxiety. Mm. I was feeling a lot. I was rooting hard for the other team, which I'm not a fan of at all. Oh, Alabama roll tide. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was a big Bama fan for about three hours. <laughs> well, you know, you're in, um, you're in alignment with the season because we're coming up to a full moon in cancer. And that's all about emotional intelligence being emotionally self-reliant able to feel the emotions. So good for you. It, it, you'll need to, as you're going through your, your grief, your anger, your anxiety, it sounds like I brought up a lot of those, a lot of those emotions to be heard. Yeah. So help, how can I, so help me, how can I grow? How can I let this not, uh, not affect me so much as, as it does? You know, there's a, there's 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 a lot of people that there's different ways that people sort of take, you know, their let's just say they're and it's 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 funny because it sounds so silly and stupid when you like you verbalize your your emotions <laughs> when you're talking about a football game, but you know, there's there's people that take it really hard. I mean, I'm talking like you know, break TVs and like you're just mm -hmm. angry, and and I'm not anywhere near that. Uh, and then there's people that are a lot more I would call them emotional intelligent about it. Let's just say they're, you know, they're a a big fan and they have a lot of passion for their school, but they realize it's just a game and they're not going to let it affect their life. And I'm probably somewhere in the middle, maybe a little bit towards the crazy, uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, but not so far, like in that realm, how can you help me get more towards the other side where you just keep everything in perspective? Well, this is a perfect time because we're coming up to a full moon on, on moon day. And, um, a full moon in cancer on moon day. So it's moon day Mondays and cancer is ruled by the moon. So this is great currency for you to begin your emotional revelations. Um, cancer is known to be in astrology is the mother of the Zodiac and magic. It's the father. And then we have the Capricorn season, which is the father and the Zodiac and the mother and the magic. So these are the parentals and, and they, they, the parts that nourish, protect, and mother. So doing that for yourself, 
making sure that you're protected, you know, hurt, just like if, um, you know, when you were little and somebody hurt your feelings and you were worried they were going to do it again, like it's, you know, our subconscious doesn't really know the difference. Like sometimes when you say it out loud about this other team winning, invoking all this, it might sound silly to somebody, but I bet you there's a lot of people that can relate to what, what you're going through. And oh, no doubt. To, yeah. And it might be just a different, um, it might be a person in their life that, um, there, are, you know, there is a, uh, there is a section of people that firmly believe that what happened Monday night was the darkest day in <laughs> Florida football history. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. again, that's the crazy. I don't want to be, I'm not near the crazy. I won't go that far, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, there's a whole realm of emotions. Yeah. They feel Well, sadness is separation and, and self-abandonment and, that that sadness of the the lineage of you know the football team that entire all all of the the fans could could you know can feel that way and you need to so one thing is you need to replenish and um whether you do it well hopefully you'll do it with like nutritive type waters like whether you're going into a bath or a pool or a an ocean, you know, there's Florida, or it, what you're drinking, like drinking some nourishing, really smooth type um, smoothies or, or soups that, that just feel good. So take, like you have to take care of yourself and really un- understand and delve into that your inner emotional realm. And one of the best things that you can do as you're nourishing and, and considering these memories is one, not hold on to the feelings because over time they can grow. So like the fear of your team winning or, or your, the other team winning or resentment toward that team or people who like, you know, the people who the UGA fans or the UGA team, like having resentment because those grievances can build over time. And, you know, you, you definitely want that self-protection. So should I go, to- should I go hug a Georgia fan? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Well, you could, I think it would be good to not be afraid of them or not be afraid of like your emotional floodgates bursting open when you're around them, you know, the kind of that angry crying, um, whenever you're around them, like, I will not, I promise you, I will not angry cry next time in front of them. Right. (laughs) Right, I'll I'll wait till they leave. I'll go to, I'll go to my car and have a breakdown. Yeah. So no, I'm um, kidding. I'm kidding. I won't. Uh, I'm not again. That's the crazy realm. I'm not doing that. I'm not there. Okay. You're not there, but you could, no. but you understand it. You're empathetic yes. toward where that. Could oh yeah. Be. I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. 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 So just definitely drinking things that are creamed or whipped or blending things like comforting textures, because this is the time up until, you know, we're in the window of the full moon and in, in cancer now. So feeling your emotions. And then if you really want to be smart, well, let me ask you this. Was it, was it more intense before they won the exact moment they won or afterwards? Do you remember that? The exact moment. The exact moment. Okay. Yeah. Can you go back to that exact moment and when they won, where you, what sensation you felt in your body and where it was? I think I was pretty buzzed. I had been drinking some bourbon. <laughs> okay. All right. So now that's thinking about just reenacted in your mind, them winning the last touchdown or was it a touchdown when they won? Yeah, I think it was a, it was an interception that was returned for a touchdown that uh, kind of sealed the game. Uh, What was I feeling? Yeah. Where, where were you feeling it in your body? Like 
in your shoulder and your hip and your belly? Do you remember like wh where in your body, when you think about that interception touchdown situation, do you feel it? Shoulders. Okay, good. And can you describe what it feels like? Like, is it like, like, does it have a temperature or a certain sensation, like contraction or, um, felt like, yeah, I don't know. It felt like somebody was sitting on my shoulders, standing on my shoulders. Okay, good. Right. So then doing some work with the shoulders, breathing with your shoulders, lifting them up and back that can definitely work not so that you're not holding on to that sensation, that feeling. And we can all do this like wherever. So you're saying I could do these things and, and it, it will, it'll go away to some degree, but if I don't, I'm going to harness it and it'll, it'll grow and, and, and not go away basically. Well, yeah, it keeps growing. So because this is the time right now, Capricorn season, full moon cancer. This is the time to, to, to know what it is you're nourishing. So you think of the word nourish and you think, oh yeah, like I'm nourishing with, you know, green juice or whatever. What is it that, that you are focusing on? That's what you're nourishing. So if you're nourishing a, an energy that you don't want to nourish, you have to release it. You have to release it because it'll lower your frequency when you're focused on that and it can disempower you. So you, you have to let it go. So, okay. So beyond a football game, like, let's say like something that is, cause again, I, I, you know, verbalizing it just kind of, it still does feel, even though you said it's, you know, it's real and it's there, it, it feels pretty absurd, but let's just say somebody has like, they're, they're experiencing like some kind of trauma. Let's just say it's even like mental trauma. Like they just are going through something. So you're saying that there's, there's a way that they can, if they nourish it, meaning they don't let it go, it's going to build up and get worse, but there's a way there are certain things that they can do by recognizing it and where it's that pain is coming from that they can mm -hmm. let it go. They can release it. And that is going to help them in the short and long term. Is that. Yeah. Because otherwise you're so like, for instance, if you're, if you're reenacting, you know, like the, if you keep, because if you haven't released it, you're going to keep thinking about it and hold it. Like if you, if you haven't released that feeling in your shoulders, then it's going to stay there. And then over time that, and any other thing that any other time you suppress, repress, oppress your emotions, that's, and you, that's where you tend to hold them right in your shoulders. And then over time, your shoulders will be really, really, um, I'm like holding my shoulders now. <laughs> They'll be, um, really stiff, right? Because you have too much, too much emotion, emotional, uh, residue because emotions are like us, right? They, they shed, they poop, they do all that. So you could have like anxiety poop right there in your shoulders, you know, and you want to be able to in the meridians, right? Cause anxiety is held in the, in the organs of, of, um, the mostly the, the kidneys and the, and the, um, bladder and it's the water in, in our water system of, of ourselves. So you want to be able to release it or else it gets really murky and it affects our organ system, our meridians. And one of the ways to, to release it is first listen to it, listen to the emotions. And that requires you to get, have some solitude. And this is the time to have some solitude and spend time alone so you can hear your emotions, your inner knowing without any influence of other people to have. And then Capricorn will have you, will help you with that discipline to carve out that those dedicated moments of the time. So you feel your emotions. And then for you, you're a writer. So just write down what it's bringing up and just free base, write what it is. And, you know, some people like to, to, to 
um, like paint or, or artwork with their emotions, but letting it come out in an artistic way is, is um, a very intelligent way to honor your emotions and honor their currency and, and remind yourself that, you know, you, to, to remind yourself what it is you want to focus on, because if you don't feel the emotions, then they get more and more uncomfortable. And what do we do when we have, like you were saying, you drank bourbon, right? Which is numbing. So some people distract themselves. Some people run away. So a lot of people numb. And what is it that you do to, to not feel? And then what, what will happen is when you don't have those things around, it'll be more intense and, or you will need more, you'll need more and more to keep depressed. Cause that's what alcohol does. It just depresses the emotions. And over time that, you know, what happens when people are oppressed, depressed, you know, like they're oppressed after a while, they retaliate. Right. And that's what the emotions do. And, it, and, and, and then you, we have issues with our, our organs. So that's one thing to do is, is really feel, this is the time to feel and talk to somebody who can hear you, like definitely talk to people. And instead of making like UGA bad or UGA horrible, because, you know, that's like an opinion, right. And not, you know, in, in, in the upper realms and the higher frequencies, the higher dimensions, it's, there's no like good, bad, right, wrong. Like UGA is not considered like evil or bad. Right. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> So if you could talk to somebody and, and work on just on your feelings about it, as opposed to the whole situation, like listen to somebody who has a strong cancer, maybe Scorpio, Pisces, the water, um, energies listening. So they will be good listeners. And then, um, that way you'll have released it and this allow yourself to release it for you. I would definitely say you know, and you're funny too. So maybe writing down how it felt and, um, into, into something that you could even maybe share with other people, that sadness, you know, that anger, that, that worry. I also think like, you know, when you have a big fear and then it actually happens, right. This was a fear because they hadn't won the championship in a long time, right? Like 40 years or something. Yep. Yeah. So when it finally happens, it's actually almost a release because your biggest fear that you've spent so much time nourishing that fear, right? Like you won't even wear red. Have you been wearing red? That one might be something you could do. Wear no. some red. No, I'm, no? I, no, I haven't. I, and I, I won't, okay. but I'm, 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 I'm okay. That's not a part of me that really wants to grow. Is, did you wear red around Christmas time? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I did. So I actually, um, Oh my God. Uh, well, it's, it's already out there on social media, but yeah. So, uh, we were, we were with some, some friends and they, they bought everybody, uh, matching jammies and they were, they were actually red and black and, uh, and I wore them, I wore them for about 10 minutes and, and they were, you know, they were, it was a nice picture. It was a nice moment. And then I went and took a shower and I was, I felt dirty. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So you did it. That's a step in the right direction is at least wearing it. And, um, you know, just work on being emotionally self-reliant and what, what is any, any way that where you feel like a victim or you feel helpless, that's something to definitely work through. And that's like the victimness, the helplessness would be a lower frequency of cancer. So that would be coming up during this, um, 
this full moon, the full moon shines a light on any places that we're feeling that way. And, you know, even being like codependent, like being dependent on a team for your, your joy, you know, like consider maybe another yeah, way to get it. Is, it, it <laughs> right. Right. It, it, you know, it's so funny though, because it's, it's weird. It's like, I mean, you, t- you can take like high functioning adults and, you know, very emotionally stable, let's just say successful in every facet of their life. But when it comes to, you know, sports team, it's like, you throw all that out the window and, and there's like so many irrationalities and just like emotions that, I mean, you have like grown men, like barking in public, which is what, right. Jordan, you know, it's, <laughs> right. it's, uh, I mean, there's oh, yeah. a, there was a video over the weekend of like a bunch of Georgia fans got kicked out of a, a steakhouse or at least in trouble because they were, <laughs> because they were all barking, you know, and it, it is ridiculous. That is, it's actually pretty funny. You know, and it's just, but it, I mean, that's what, that's what people do, you know? Yeah. Uh, so we should well, do, you... we, we should really like maybe devote a show to the, the two different sides of, of a, an adult sports fan and how, yeah. and just how absurd some of their behaviors are that are directly attributed to, you know, their, their favorite team. Well, here's what's, here's what I think, right? So they bark, which is like a catchphrase, a, a mantra, right? So, and they, do they do yeah. anything with their hands or whatever? Like, is that's like the yoga? I, I, yeah, I don't, don't, know. I, don't yeah. I don't really okay. know what they do with their hands. Okay. So they do question. things in a group, right. Where they're all chanting, right. Doesn't that right. sound like what we do, right. And yeah. woohoo. Cause it raises, it does. It raises your vibration. When you're in a group, you have a cause, you want something to happen. Life is a game to me. I think it's, you know, football is, is, showing that life is a game and we have certain players, certain archetypes, and we devote, you know, those of us that really love football, we devote our time. It's devotion. It's, it's right. That's, and that, that's Capricorn season, that devotion, that um, watching the team, understanding all the plays at work. And, and because we have all these, a lot of them are plays that we have in life. We're always right. Wanting to catch, trying to catch the currency. We are sharing the currency, throwing it, things come to block us. We want to be free, get to the end zone. Same, same that we have. But uh, you, so you go to university. You went to University of Florida. So, so what do you, you all do? Don't you um, do something with your arms and gator? What do you say? And what do you? Oh do yeah, we arms? do a much more uh, sophisticated, sophisticated, <laughs> uh, classy, uh, mature. I mean, whatever is you know, put any word you want in there. Oh yeah, yeah we yeah. we put our arms up like together, and we do. Uh, you know, we do gator jump. Okay. What, what do you say? Do you say, well, anything? we say there's a few different variations, but it's mostly, mm-hmm. it's mostly go gators, which, okay. you know, way, way cooler than the barking. Than go dogs. Um, so yeah. So see what you mean. And it, it's, it's fun, right? It's fun. It and, fun. um, I'm just yeah, saying it's, it's just to dissect the, the, the human brain and, and how we, you know, how we just the things we do when it comes to, you know, things we're passionate about. It's pretty funny. Well, it's ritual. Yeah. So it's, it sounds to me exactly like a class, right? Like a, a Kundalini class, like you all tune in, right? And then you're doing your mantras and you're playing the game and you have certain ones that you do during, for certain reasons, it's prescriptive. That's exactly, it's the yoga. Football's a yoga. Anything's a yoga when you put your mind, heart and soul in your body into it. And then you have the collective group. Yeah. And then to know, like when it gets too, too out of hand or, you know, it starts to feel like you can't get out of it, you know, or it's controlling your life. Like if I'm very proud of you that you, you know, you're not in bed under the covers after the game. Right. (laughs) 
now I resurfaced. I, you know, I've, oh uh, yeah, <laughs> again, I, I feel like I'm growing. I feel like I'm, I'm maturing at my mid forties mm-hmm. here. All right. So you're a master at this. So tell me how does everything we just talked about, how does this come back full circle, uh, pun intended to the, to the full moon coming up? <laughs> so assess the structures that you put in place and make sure the structures are taking you in the direction you want to go. And within your body, like the boundaries, your skin, your gut, your bones, your nails, your teeth, and anything that you want to say yes to, and what you want to say no to be really clear in those areas and commit to releasing anything that you don't want to nourish. And think about what you are nourishing. Are you nourishing your worries? Are you nourishing your anger? Are you nourishing your guilt and obligation? Can you release that? Release what distracts you from your mission, from your focus, what lowers your vibration, what disempowers you. Take this time to say goodbye right before the full moon. And then it's also really nice to thank the energy for being with you. So even for you, you know, thank the energy that, that you had and let it know that you're moving forward without it. Yeah. Yeah. That That's really interesting. And again, everyone listening, this is, you know, certainly applicable to many things, almost everything beyond football, but, you know, just to determine, you know, where it is in your body that it's, you know, you're being affected by this and then just releasing it could be helpful to a lot of people. And saying it out loud, like, here's what I find. If I'm in an argument with somebody, usually a family member or something, right? They've maybe they've said something hurtful because I don't have the situation where I would get triggered by another team, but I could get triggered by, you know, a family member think, saying something, right? And, or not even a family member, like anybody that, that um, says something that's, that's triggering, right? That makes me anxious. Like, oh, they, they don't approve, right? They don't, I don't have that woohoo, that ecstatic approval from them. Um, <laughs> right? So um, feeling it. And, I, and what I say is, how? That, that when you said that, I felt my right hip pull forward, my right shoulder pull forward. I have a sensation in my right gallbladder that's pulsating. And it reminds me of, it's taken me back to the time I was hit in, um, from behind when I was driving. And uh, I, I feel really, really tingly all over. And that um, is, is a challenge to breathe. Now, when you say that to somebody versus you're rude or you know, you're rude. Don't talk to me like that. What do you think has more of an impact? Um, <laughs> well, they both can be impactful for different ways. I, I hear what you're saying. Yes. The, the, the first, uh, is would definitely throw somebody off course and, um, would probably, would probably lighten the, uh, the mood a little bit too. <laughs> Cause that's well, very descriptive. Yeah. That's- and so that's the art. Can you be really descriptive? That's yeah. the cancer energy. How descriptive can you be in what you're feeling, the sensations and where, and does it remind you of something and telling someone that because calling them rude or mean or bad, or, you know, any of that is, that's a, um, a judgment, you know, you're in, and you're telling them you're, you're just calling them a name basically. And, and instead of that's like a retaliation, that's a reaction. Instead, can you feel inside of you and let your, and let your emotions do the talking, you know, this is how it feels. And it, or you can even say, it feels like anxiety, like that, you know, this is bringing up this, or this is reminding me of this. I, I find that to be a, a, a way to honor, to 
um, rely on our emotions that, and then you get really good at it because then if you're talking with somebody and you have the same, let's say your shoulders start to feel the same tension that you felt when Georgia won, right? It could be that maybe that what this person is trying to do is not in your favor, yeah. right? Cause it's bringing up that anxiety. So it's, it's a great, it's a great way to know your emotions because they're always trying to talk to you. And if you can stop suppressing them and compressing and repressing, and you're able to listen to them and co-create with them, then you won't suppress other people's stuff. And then that will, you know, then we'll get into the macrocosm of the world and we'll stop suppressing, compressing, repressing each other, depressing each other. And that's how we, we lift the vibration. So let's do it. All right. Uh, thanks again for being my, uh, my sports therapist now at this point. Um, well, you're a pseudo and, uh, one. And I'm going to, um, <laughs> I'm going to go find the, the next person, some random guy on the streets wearing red and black. And I'm going to tell him that he, he upset my right gallbladder and he just made me tingly and I'm going to see what happens. Well, that's me. You, you say your shoulder, right? You have to have, yeah, that, that uh, was me. Yeah. You have to see yeah. your, I'm not going to do that, <laughs> but that would, but that would be really funny. Well, maybe I, I should dare you to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, good stuff. Thank you again, my, uh, my, my therapist, my pseudo therapist, and we will, <laughs> we will see you back in the second quarter. Go dogs. <laughs> Second quarter, woo wire. Woohoo! We're back, second quarter. I tell a story. Pseudo Guru channels a cosmic force on the woo wire. And we ask that cosmic force a question about my story. So today we're gonna go back to Tiger Woods. There are there's so many interesting stories and arcs and lessons learned and triumphs and downfalls. It's crazy, but his life has also been so public that I think we can all learn some things and, and even learn some things about ourselves. There's a, there's a fascinating documentary called Tiger on HBO right now. If you haven't seen it or you're remotely interested at all in this subject, watch it. What, what's crazy about our country, and maybe this happens all over the world, but certainly here, the, the public and by extension the media loves to tear somebody down really famous. And that's what that's what's happened here. The the National Enquirer are really the ones that that brought Tiger down. They originally got wind of him cheating on his wife and they basically followed him all around the world. Uh it's crazy. I think somewhere like the 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 story that they use that, that initially broke was was based on a golf tournament in like France or somewhere in Europe. Um so they basically they basically followed them all around the world until they got the proof that they needed. But I think what the public loves even more is to see that person make a comeback, and that's what we have in Tiger Woods at the moment. Going back to that documentary, there's some really interesting things that come out of the part where he's in this free fall from grace and his world is is torn apart. Uh, mostly from his wife and, and, the, and the planet finding out about his affairs. So this documentary has a, they interview an elementary school teacher and she remembers Tiger telling her that he wants to play other sports. And she relays that to Earl, Tiger's dad. And Earl said, no, Tiger was meant to play golf or something like that. 
And she even called him an SOB. And which is pretty funny because basically the takeaway was that only Earl was going to determine Tiger's fate. They also interviewed these two women. One was, uh, I think I mentioned it last week. One was a high school girlfriend of Tiger's. And they showed videos of him in, in high school. And they were, it was really cool because it was him just basically being a normal kid, like goofing around, listening to music, dancing. You know, he's playing like the air saxophone and um, just having fun. I mean, to see these images of Tiger's wild because, uh, you know, he's almost always so stoic in public. And it's it's this human side of Tiger that nobody's ever really seen. The other woman is the one Tiger was in a relationship with when he got caught in 2009. Her name was uh, uh, Rachel Ucatel. But with both women, the theme was the same. Tiger was able to disappear, get away from the spotlight and just be normal, you know, just be a kid. Uh, the Rachel Ucatel, I'm saying that right. She even said that Tiger's favorite morning routine as a 30 as a something man was eating cereal and watching cartoons. And you can go a lot deeper into that too, but, but that's, you know, the, the takeaway there is, you know, Tiger was, uh, was, you know, he just enjoyed sort of getting away and, and kind of being a kid. There's almost kind of like a Michael Jackson kind of thing to it, you know, with, with, you know, maybe uh, obviously there's some differences there, but uh, somebody, in the spotlight that was robbed of, of their childhood. And, and again, I, I'm not excusing any of his bad behavior. Uh, for me, it's, it's just, a, it's a simply a study in human design and a study of how someone can rise from the bottom back to the top. And I, I think the low point for tiger was in 2017. He was arrested for DUI and there's this video of him being arrested, which was made very public. I think every single news station and internet site, had it posted and it was, it was really hard to watch, you know, the video uh, or the, the incident took place late at night. Tiger's out of it. He's barefoot. He's got, he's wearing like t-shirt and shorts and uh, he's unshaven. He's stumbling around. I mean, you know, just, he can't remember, like he can't repeat back to the cop what, what the cop just said to him. And uh, this is again, different side of Tiger than we're used to seeing. And they arrest him. And then they released video of him in the holding cell and then him getting his mug shot. And you just saw this broken man. And not that it makes a difference, but he was on, uh, he was on painkillers and, and Ambien. Uh, I don't think there were any recreational drugs or alcohol. It was basically a guy who was in so much body pain that he could barely move and, and he can, he couldn't sleep. And, and that's been documented for, for a while and for a number, number of years and from family and friends, people around him. So you had this period from, 2016 to 20, I'm sorry, 2006 to 2017 from when his dad dies to when the world finds out that he'd been cheating on his wife with many women uh, to his focus on the military training and some disinterest in golf to this broken down body and, and numerous, I think he had like five back surgeries, which I mean, you know, one alone is, is a lot. And, uh, and then a bunch of other surgeries on different body parts. And then, then to the DUI arrest, uh, that's, that's 11 years. And I mentioned on the, on the last episode, Tiger winning the masters in 2019 and the world celebrating it and Tiger sort of regaining uh, the, the adulation and support from his fans, you know, 11 years later, he's back on top, but what's really cool. And I, and I say this, 
obviously not as you know as somebody who's not part of his inner circle so of course for me it's it's all speculation but he's a completely different person he's more of a role model now in his mid 40s than you know any any time that he was you know younger and on pace to be the greatest you know athlete of all time this guy who was once a recluse who was almost robot like in the public eye is now this affable and even humble and funny likable guy when the camera's on you know this guy who never wanted to give as an opponent's I mean, he's famous for just not giving anybody, any any other golfers, any kind of inch or edge or anything that they can do that would uh, that could take away maybe from Tiger potentially winning a tournament. And now he's mentoring young pro golfers and helping to grow the sport, which he's not going to be a part of much longer. It's a complete 180 of public persona and easily the greatest turnaround that I've seen in my lifetime. Tiger has flaws. He's not perfect. I'm not sure. I don't even know if he's a good guy. Uh, but what he did to regain his life back with what looks like mostly positive virtues is simply incredible. So my question is, similar to last week, but a little different, how did Tiger get that inner force to achieve this 180-degree turnaround in golf and in his personal life? Good afternoon. Cosmic gallbladder here. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, who is that? Cosmic gallbladder. Hey, cosmic gallbladder. What, what are you doing? What's going on? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I, uh, what brings you down here? I got the call and I'm here to help you see how this 180 situation. Okay. And so Tiger Woods, Capricorn's son, Capricorn is in the degree of 180. Hmm. Capricorn also rules the gallbladder. So my energy is ruled by Capricorn. So Tiger Woods had the gall to do it. He had the, the gall. That's, so that's an interesting, that's an interesting word. Um, you know, when, you, when we talk about, you know, down here on, in earth, on earth, we talk about the gall as kind of like a negative kind of, I'm going to, Bear with me for one second, Cosmic Gallbladder. <laughs> so we have a thing here called dictionary. I'm looking up the term gall, and it basically tells you what each word means. Uh, gall is, according to our, our dictionary, bold and impudent behavior. I'm not even sure what impudent means. I think it means like disrespectful. So bold and disrespectful behavior. So that's what we've always thought of as the gall to have the gall to do something. So you're saying it's uh, it's, it could be in a positive form. Everything can, everything can be used for positive, negative. You live on earth, right? I think so. Yep. <laughs> so it's a polarity Sometimes. planet. It's a polarity planet. So everything can be used for, for 
high frequency, low frequency, which okay. is beyond good and bad. Okay. So to greaten your gallbladder, you need to have gall. You need to connect to your sense of self, your will, and your courage. And Tiger Woods had that and showed us how to do that. Interesting. Yes. So he called upon me to help shake the dust, shake the dust of, of embarrassment and resentments and to release the clutches of negativity. And he, he was able to enhance his capacity, Capricorn capacity to move and act from his decision center. And he decided to ignite himself, get himself started up again, to be disciplined. And he dared to do it. And his name is Tiger Woods. And we love up here, the cosmic, the, the cosmic realm, when the, you figure out your name and what it means. So Tiger, Tiger, obviously, you know, you can feel what Tiger means. Yes, it's the it's not, it's not a casual type energy. Yes. Sure. It's, it's, um, it's positive. It's passionate. It's strong. It's sensual. So we mm. had a very sensual nature. And, and when you work that hard as he did his Capricorn, his Saturn discipline, you need an outlet. And remember you live on a polarity planet. So there may have also been people who were against him, against his light, against his force, against his goodness that could have sent him most likely did some of uh, the lower frequency energy that he caught. Hmm. And that might've led to the situations that happened to him, but he has a sensual energy. He's a Capricorn. So the goat, right? The horns, the horny. But he had that and he had the gall to do that. He had the gall to see what that, what that was like to, to feel into that energy. And, you know, your society, many made that wrong, made it worse for him, but he, you know, we, you, you humans, you come to earth to experience everything, not just being so-called good so that other people approve of you. We, you want the, aren't you the woohoo crew? So you want that woohoo, <laughs> the woohoo is the, is the woohoo is the approval of the universe, the cosmos, not other people, Interesting. you know? Okay. So we, we thought, wow, he had the gall to do that, have the gall to, to try something like that in, in all those manners. So yes, he had the gall to perhaps be with, you know, other women and, and then he had the gall to come back into golf. And when it's out of balance, when a tiger is out of balance, it's overstimulated. And so that may have been the case. He was overstimulated and he needed to come back into balance. And perhaps he didn't have the tools at his disposal then. So that's what happened. But then after that, he got that. He, he as you said, he went into boot camp. Yes. And he, he really learned some discipline from another. Where did you say he, he did his? Uh, we have a thing called the Navy SEALs. It's a, it's a military, uh, special forces military group. Yes. Yeah, so, so, you know, and often times when you're so focused on one thing, it may help to get focused on something else. It's too much. So tell me about you. So tell me about the gallbladder, uh, the cosmic gallbladder and all the other gallbladders that you, you rule. Um, I gotta be honest with you. I know it's a 
I know I have a gallbladder, but I don't really know much about it. I don't even know where it's, where, where it's at. Well, thank you for your, for, um, your curiosity. What's interesting is I have a lot to do with Tiger's last name, Woods. So there's five elements that connect you to the cosmos. So it's like, it's your inner cosmos, your microcosm. And you have all these five elements within you. And the wood element is my element. And his name is Tiger Woods. Mm. So how interesting is that? The wood. Yeah. The wood is, is the, the birth, the, fir the first, like giving, it's giving birth. And I sit right under the liver. So you can bring your hand to the right side of your rib cage. I'm right under the liver. Okay. And I help you receive the courage to make decisions. And I empower the efficiency and flow of resolve. And in me, you store what nourishes you and you release what doesn't. When, when it's working well, you release pent up frustration and, and we help you do that. You store what nourishes, release what doesn't, particularly frustration. And when you're rhythmic, when you're in rhythm, when you're breathing in rhythm, moving in rhythm, thinking in rhythm, then do you have the responsibility? That's what, that's what we help you as gallbladders help you with the responsibility and decision making to decide. So you can use particularly your breath and your movements to clear stuck energy of the the Asians, I like to call them the procrastinations, the irritations, the frustrations in your gallbladder, your channel, your meridian, you have a meridian starting at your fourth toes. And that's how the galls come in. And it's how the frustrations, the irritations and the procrastinations release. So the gall, when you have the gall, many of you have not heard it correctly pronounced the gall. So I've heard it said a lot of humans, oh, he has the balls or she has the balls. It's not the balls. My cosmic penis um, colleague thinks it's funny when you think it's the balls that give you courage. Balls do not give you courage. It's the galls that give you courage. It's funny, but we only have one gall, right? You have one gall bladder, but right. the gall bladder holds the galls. Uh, okay. Okay. So. Yeah, so it takes a lot of gall. It takes galls and you can, you can get more galls and the more frustrations and, and pent up, pent up emotions that you hold there from when you don't make a decision, when you don't have the courage to do something, you lose the galls. And then what happens is all that frustration and irritation, it turns to stone. Right. So it's in it. Some of some of some of the medical um, situations have called the medical um, doctors have called it gallstones. It's not the gallstones. It's really the irritation stones, the frustration stones. I had that one time, by the way. You did the most painful experience in my life. Yeah, it can be painful when you don't make decisions. So I rule the central clearing department. That's what I rule. And you need to clear, you need to clear out what, what is frustrating and what is um, Interesting. irresponsible. And I provide the energy for the muscular system. So I, when I'm properly maintained, I eliminate muscular aches and fatigue. And I, I secrete pure potent biofluids that are required to digest and metabolize the fats and the oils. 
And then I receive and store and I release the bile produced by the liver. The liver is my main, my main woman, my main yin to my yang. We, gotcha. we work closely together. Yeah. That's your, so, uh, is that your best, that's your best, your BFF is what we say here. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's my partner. Um, okay. And we don't say partner in crime, although we like right. when we all say that. But it's my partner because liver helps you deliver and I help you have the gall to deliver. You know, it's interesting. The gall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we do say that is a common phrase, you know, wow, I can't believe he has the balls to do something like that. But but mm-hmm. but I think second most popular, at least in, in my area where I live, is they say, wow, I can't believe he had the stones to do that. Now, I wonder oh. if maybe we're starting to to recognize that a little bit more. Yeah. Well, first of all, a lot of your population, they don't have balls, correct? I mean, roughly half. I I don't know what the exact number is. Yeah. So it's interesting that people say that. So yeah, it's the galls. It's just a mispronounce. Like they heard, you know, the B and the G, it can get. Oh, so that's where it happened. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting. It happened with the the listening, the hearing. Mm -hmm. It was just heard wrong. Okay. But it was because it's a rhyme. It's just funny, right? I would have blamed it on the Romans. You can. Okay. Many, yeah. many do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I also am seen as a pivot, yeah. a turning point for a new beginning, a new stage of life. And that's how Tiger was able to work with his gallbladder through his gallbladder to pivot to a new beginning, a new stage of life. And I alternate between the heat and cold on the hinge between the exterior of the body and the interior on that hesitation between courage and fear. So that's right. me. Okay. And I work really hard to help you release your, when you're feeling timid, when you're not able to make a decision, when you're easily discouraged and when you're resent, when you're in resentment, those are the things you want to release to keep your gallbladder strong. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. So I'm the, the reservoir of the earth and the element of wood. So if you think about wood is it's, it's like a tree, right? It's, it links heaven and earth. So that's, that's what I help you do. And when you're not doing that, usually you're just too um, stuck in your everyday things, just way too stuck. And you don't have enough of the upward, the upliftment toward the heavens. So one thing you can do is nourish me, nourish your gallbladder by eating leafy greens, like woody things, leafy greens and woody, woody type foods. Cause okay. wood is the creation. So that's what tiger woods, wood is the creation, the birth, the life, the new beginning, and then new life can, t- can take form and become something like a sprout that draws, it draws from the wind, draws from the water and the light into a, a, a stem, a coherent stem, an emotionally wood element expresses itself as vision, direction, channeling energy toward a particular focus, like a trunk of a tree is, is a focused energy or the funnel of a tornado. Yeah. And Mm. trees are creation and growth. So creativity turns heavenly and energy into earthly form. Like, um, you know, like Christmas trees, right? You had one Mm -hmm. and they invoke the birth of light. So from Capricorn is, is the season of the, the solstice when it starts to get light again, it's that birth of light and, you know, trees are life and knowledge. So that's what the, the currency that Tiger Woods had, and he had the gall to pivot and change direction and come back. And you all have the ability to do that. 
You yeah. just have to dare, dare to do it. You have to ignite yourself and yeah. connect and, to your will. And how does somebody do that? How does somebody ignite themselves? Make decisions. Like every time you make a decision, you're igniting every single time. But what if that's a hard, what if that's really hard for somebody to do? Then normally it's hard to do because you're stuck. So what are some ways of getting unstuck? Breathing deeply, moving, moving with your breath. Don't you do that in the woohoo portal? I've seen it. We watch it from the cosmos. It's like our favorite show, the portal. We watch you all breathe together. We yeah. watch your community. Those yeah. that have the gall to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And they Every had gall morning. to, yeah. Yeah. You had the gall to create the portal. So moving with your breath, feeling your emotions, clearing out old, old emotional debris. Cause that's what makes those stones. It's, you know, emotions can, um, shed, they can, they can shed, they can, all the things that you all do emotions do too. their energy. So you want to clear that out just like you clear out the dust from your from your space, you want to clear the dust from old emotional debris. It always comes back to the breath. Always. Cause it's the breath of life. And, and yeah. if you can breathe, you know, that that's what makes you, that's, what's going to make your gallbladder and all of your organs work mm -hmm. to capacity is the deep rhythmic breath. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. And, um, and from, for, from tiger fans and, and I'm sure countless other people that you've helped, uh, in the public or private part of life. Thank you for helping them see the light. Mm, you're welcome. Well, thanking, thank you can thank us by having the gall to make a decision and to connect to your, to your courage and your will and just release any clutches of negativity. And one of the best things you can do is shake. I've seen your animals doing that and they, their, their gallbladders in general, the animals that are allowed to shake. Sometimes people don't like when they shake, which is weird. <laughs> when you allow your animals to shake, they shake it off and just put on some good. You have so much beautiful high frequency music there. Put on some good music and shake it out. Yeah. I'm going to go hug my dog and put on some Taylor Swift. Cause I think you have some things to shake out. Don't you Probably. from what your gallbladder has shared with me and our, on your permanent record. <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cosmic all butter. Thanks for being here. Safe travels back. Thank you. All right. Woohoo. Woohoo. This week's show is sponsored by Saturn. It's the planet that helps you with discipline and discernment. So call upon Saturn to catch the currency of step-by-step follow-through. Third quarter, the interview. Woohoo! All right, welcome back to the third quarter. Pseudo Guru, we have a very special guest. Who are we talking to you today? We're talking to Kelly Sue. Right. Hey, Kelly Sue. Hello. And I've been lucky enough to know Kelly Sue since how long has it been? Uh, November 2011. No, 2010. Oh, wow. November 11th. 11-11. Wow. Wow. Even I know that's a yeah. big deal. <laughs> it's a big deal. Yes. yes. And so Kelly Sue 
um, has definitely done her part to make the world a more beautiful place. She beholds beauty and through her art and through her love and her kindness and um, feel really lucky to have you here today, Kelly Sue. And you're a Capricorn, yes? Yes, I am. Thank you for having me. Capricorn sun, you're welcome. And Leo, moon Leo rising. So it's a, it's a great, um, beautiful contrast there. So you work hard and you, you need to remember to play and be childlike, yes? Yes, yes. <laughs> so Kelly, so we've been... Um, talking about the gallbladder this this episode and brandon got to actually talk to the cosmic gallbladder that channeled through me through the woohoo wire true story so yeah so don't you have an interesting story about a gallbladder like yours in particular i i do actually but first do you do you realize that i was crowned you were i i yes oh wow yes brandon i crowned her miss gallbladder Recently, oh, I didn't. I didn't know that was. I didn't know you. You could do those things. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. How How did that happen? Well, you came over and you stood underneath my holy gallbladder that hangs from the ceiling. Kira uh, made right, it. Right. Right. Yes. So she could get currency from there and do some breathing and techniques under the gallbladder to have the gall to do something to make a decision to to actually do it. And then she's, she did it so well that the cosmic gallbladder and I crowned her gallbladder, Miss Gallbladder. And it'll be official. It'll be on um, Instagram, which makes everything official. Congratulations. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Right. If it's on, if it's on IG. (laughs) I'm kind of thinking we may have a calendar one day. An Oregon calendar or like a Miss, Miss Colin. Mm -hmm. I crowned myself Miss Colin. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. As a Scorpio moon, as a, you know, I've, I've recently come out as a Scorpio moon and <laughs> so I on myself as Colin. Yeah. So Hello. tell us about your gallbladder situation. Yeah. So 2018. Yes. I, I mean, I was feeling fine. I thought I was going through some really hard stuff, but it was kind of, I was kind of in the closet with it all. And was out and about on a Friday night, having family night. The next day had a lot going on, taking my kids, carpooling, taking them to um, actually a performance for choir. And I was driving around a lot of kids and I started to not feel well. And as the evening went on, I arrived there, pull over to the side of the road, tell all the kids to go ahead and go sing. And I'm like Googling appendicitis. Um, you know, what's, what's happening. Wow. Cause I mean, yeah. it, it, it was getting really, really bad. Like I was dropping one child off at a time. And when I was maybe about five minutes away from home, I told my son who I guess at the time had to have been, oof, 14 maybe, or I don't know. Uh, he was young and I was like, you might have to drive. Like, I, I don't know that I'm going to be able to get home. And I ended up going to the emergency room. They thought maybe it was gallstones, but there was no history. I mean, I don't eat fried foods. I, you know, crave kale. Um, I (laughs) drink a lot of smoothies. Um, you know, I teach yoga and I breathe a lot. So I was like, no, I don't think I, I don't think I have that. They found out that I had a polyp. And so 
the doctor was really wonderful and he actually spoke with me alone and asked me if I had um, any stress, anything I was going through. And I was like, yeah, it's actually really, really tough at home right now. Um, I had a, a brother um, with mental illness and about a year before that lost another brother. And then my husband and I were basically separated under the same roof. And so it was tough. And even though I was eating well and always had a smile on my face and just keeping up with life as usual, I was holding everything in. Mm. And so he's like, you know, it's, it's getting to you from the inside out and you really need to start making some changes. And I started um, getting really serious about gut health and to now you know, I'm, I have something fermented with every meal. And even though I was eating healthy, then now it's like, it's like chemistry in my gut. I'm always paying attention, um, not only to what I eat, but how I'm feeling and how my body's responding and just really tuning in more than ever. What was the diagnosis when you were at the doctor? Um, it was a polyp. It wasn't cancerous or anything, you know? So what happened? And my gallbladder was removed. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I lost my gallbladder and it's interesting because now the gallbladder is no longer there, but if I have any, anything that is stressful or if I'm really tired, any, any kind of stress on the body, Mm -hmm. I can actually feel where the gallbladder was. That's that's unbelievable. So what, so tell me about the gallbladder. I'm uh, obviously not a a medical professional. What what is what's the purpose of the gallbladder? What does it do? Well, thank you, Kelly Sue. First of all, I'm really glad that you, the doctor asked you about emo- your emotional um, yeah. situation. And um, Brandon, you're not a pseudo doctor, even. No, I I, <laughs> I play one on the airwaves, but that's about it. <laughs> so, because um, you just you just had a conversation with with the cosmic gallbladder. I I that's true. That is true. <laughs> Thanks for bringing so that the, up. Yeah. So the gall, the my, gallbladder. I'm not, my retention is very, I'm still, it's that fog from that football game earlier this week. Oh, right. I apologize. Yeah. He's been through trauma. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so, it's intense. Yeah, yeah, I get it. The gallbladder works with your liver and it produces bile. So you're able to digest, you're able to metabolize any, anything, um, particularly um, fats and oils, and it gives energy to the muscular system. And so like when you're going through like what, what you went through, Kelly Sue, like the, these changes, because the gallbladder is a pivotal change. That's what it does. It's the, it's the pivot. And when you're going through something new and you, and it, which takes a lot of courage and with courage comes fear, you, you can hold, like you said, you were holding on to a lot and the, the mm-hmm. gallbladder is meant to hold on. It's, it's actually a reservoir it hold, just like the bladder holds, holds for us. The gallbladder holds as well. And it does hold our galls. It holds the gall to do things and we need to do them or like use it or lose it. Right. So you have to use the galls mm-hmm. that it provides or else, um, something will happen. And that's what, that's exactly what happened to you. But even though physically they've removed it, I like that you said that energetically, it still has an imprint that you're able to tune into it. That's fantastic. Yeah. 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 So anything you're, you're um, having the gall to do now? 
like presently? Oh man, I'm all galled up. I have a lot. <laughs> I mean, at that time I was going through a lot of really hard stuff and it was scary. It was really scary. I was married for nearly 20 years, a stay at home mom, homeschooling two children, um, running a business. Um, but was definitely, you know, I mean, he, he was making the money and keeping a roof over our head. And I knew that there was going to be a really big change. And I, I wasn't quite sure what it was, but in the midst of that, I lost my brother. My grandmother was diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, all the life change changes. We actually ended up moving. My husband lost his job and it, it, it was like layers, like peeling an onion. I knew that mm-hmm. There were going to be changes and I needed to, I, I had no choice. I had to, you know, just embrace that change. Um, so you're and, at the time though, you're keeping it all inside, right? You don't have an outlet to, or did you have an outlet to talk about these things or was it all just bottled up? I had my people that I could go to and I, and I would talk about it, but there was a lot of pressure on me. I look back and I think, I mean, because the relationship that kind of became, he was going through a lot and, um, we were dealing with life differently, you know, like he, he took a darker path. I was, I mean, when, when you're a parent, the hardest, the hardest thing for me is when, when you're married, you're a team, you know, you remain a team, you have these kids and that's, that's huge. It's a huge responsibility. And then you, it's like when you don't stick together, and then you're faced with, it's like all of a sudden things shift, you know, yeah. you're, you're then focusing on the kids and there, there were really big changes. I, I got back into the school system and then I ended up in the classroom with visually impaired students, which was amazing and wonderful. And um, with a team of people who had no clue what was going on in my life. But um, it was it was a safe place where I was, you know, surrounded by women who they're very loving and kind and compassionate people. And then um, what really needed to change for me was I needed to ask for help. And as soon as I did that, and to this day, if, if I am just asking for help and put myself out there, it, it just takes off from there. And um, you know, at the time I wasn't sure if I was separating, divorcing or what I needed to look through life through different lens. You know, it was a chapter that had ended. We had known each other since high school. He was my best friend. He was a wonderful husband, father, um, but life got really hard and he handled uh, life differently and and that's okay. Um, But I couldn't be a part of it and I needed to step it up and take care of my kids. Yeah. So it takes and a lot of gall so, to ask for help. Yes. Yeah. Heck yeah. That, that, yeah. yeah. That took a lot of yeah. gall. It's never ending when you, when you're, when you're a single mom, I mean, I think it's important for you to always ask for help, you know, because even mm-hmm. though you're a single mom, it doesn't mean you're an alone mom. So you had the gall to ask for help. And then presently yeah. you're having the gall to, are you, are you dating now? So I am, but that right. was a very, very scary idea for me Sure, on a lot of different levels, you know, Mm. and then in the midst of a global pandemic, like, how do you do that? What does that look like? 
uh, dating is so different now than it used to be. Everything's online and you know, you have these ideas of going somewhere and meeting someone, but how do you do that? You're in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah. You have, have to wear pants and shave your leg, you know, all those things that like we haven't done in years. <laughs> and it's like wear a bra, maybe. Do you have to do that? I don't know. No, well, not like... really. You don't have to do any of those things because if it's online. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that's exactly. You're just, you're treating yourself oh, like, right. uh, like zoom, like, like we are like now. This, okay. Right. Right. <laughs> I, I'm not wearing any pants right now. <laughs> not sure everybody wanted to know that, but <laughs> well, that's yeah, that's true. I guess that's true. So it's 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 just like how it is with how we're all working. So dating is the same. So you haven't gone, you haven't physically gone anywhere on dates. Well, it's all online. Yes. Now Do you I kiss have. online too? I, <laughs> I think she's progressed to uh to face-to-face -face, uh meetings it sounds like at this point oh okay because with ai you might be able to kiss online that's true that's that's a, we're a few years <laughs> i think away from that's only at a trial stage right now <laughs> yeah there's a lot of pressure to online dating though you have to come up I mean, you're like selling yourself. You have to, you have to come up with a profile and the right pictures and you have to like really think out who your audience is going to be. Cause there's a lot of different people that are on, on online dating. Yeah. It's and like a resume on like it, steroids. Oh man. <laughs> you're swiping left. You're swiping right. I forget which way it is, but I was swiping. <laughs> Um, one of my daughters and I like to watch like, well, actually all of them will do it kind of, I don't want to say maybe cheesy. Is that the, that's the right word, but there's like, it's, it's very grounding to watch a, a movie that it's pretty predictable, but there's a movie out there now. It's like a Christmas movie. I think I forget what it's called. love hard. And it's where yes, somebody I was, saw it. did you see it? What is that called? Like, so, so cat Brandon, fishing. have you <laughs> catfishing? So yeah, Brandon, you might not be familiar with this. It's when you're on, doing. Oh, I know the dating. term. Yeah. Okay. So you put a different picture than, than like you don't so, put your real picture on there. So there was, there was a high, this is, I think when the, the term catfish came out, there was a high profile football player uh, played in Notre Dame. This is had to about like 10 years ago now. And he was catfished and he talked about, he was just something about him. He was in the media all the time. And he just kept talking about this girlfriend and internet sleuths or people basically figured out for him that he was being catfished. It was this crazy story. And he was actually mm. talking about like, like getting married. And then all of a sudden he's like, well, I've never actually met her. And then from there, and then I think that's where the, the catfish term came from. Anyways, sorry to derail wow. this conversation. Oh but no, yes, it's, it's okay. so, so it's, interesting in this it, world that, that I didn't know about. Yeah. So. It's, that's a scary, uh, dating is, seems like a scary, scary venture these days. So kudos to you. Yeah, so you have that six so call. You know, that's never ha I've never been catfished. Okay. <laughs> and have you ever catfished anybody? I mean, I wouldn't. Oh, <laughs> no, with the beauty, just, your ginger hair. She doesn't. She doesn't need to. No, I know with all that beauty, but you could have put like some not as beautiful, so you know that it's your personality, not your look, so much. So you could have a different picture of you, or maybe like you know, wear yeah, a wig, a wig and that. make your skin not as glowy, your eyes not as bright and shiny. Maybe do it the opposite way. <laughs> we call that a reverse catfish. <laughs> so Kelly, Sue, that might be a thing you could try unless yeah. you're, but there's somebody now, it's there's like somebody special. Yes. 
I'm dating someone um, who is just everything and more. Congratulations. They're smiling, Brandon. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can you see me now? She's going, smiling yeah, you're like back. Big, big smile talking about this new person that you've had the gall to date, mm-hmm. <laughs> that you did not catfish and he didn't catfish you, <laughs> nor reverse catfish. <laughs> Yeah. So how's it going? Yeah. So we ended up meeting Christmas Eve morning for brunch. Perfect. My kids sleep in late and, um, yeah, so we sat there for three hours and the conversation was just really raw and honest and funny. And as I'm sitting there, just, you know, checking in with myself, um, as I do, like I'm breathing and I'm just like, how am I feeling? And, you know, is this enjoyable? Three hours later, obviously it was. That's awesome. Well, well, congrats on uh, on having the goal to to do that. That's does not sound easy. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing your goals with us. And now we're invested (laughs) and want to hear keep us us posted how it goes. Yeah. We want to have you back and, uh, and get an update on, on this budding relationship. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. All right, Kelly Sue. So woohoo to you. Woohoo. Woohoo. Fourth quarter, this week's top four list. Woohoo! Welcome back to the fourth quarter. Cheryl, what's our top four list this week? Top four ways to prepare for the full moon in cancer. All right. Timely. And the full moon in cancer is happening next moon day yes okay moon day look at me 17th look at you okay okay number four release what you do not want to nourish going forward what distracts you from your focus what lowers your vibration what disempowers you so shake shake off your irritations your frustrations and your indecisions okay and beyond we talked a lot about that too so but beyond shaking um what uh we really need to infuse some Taylor Swift into this this episode. Uh, what? How else can they? How else can they? Can they release the the bad stuff? I like that you said. Da- well, dancing for sure. Like okay. Put on some music and move. Okay. Moving is a great way. To try to, and sweating. So anything that comes out of your body, sweating, sneezing, okay. coughing. Okay. All <laughs> spitting. Right. Yeah. Like every time something leaves your body, have that energy of irritations you're free now frustrations you're free indecisions you're free clear them out so that they're not stuck i like it number three hydrate with nutritive liquids to replenish your fluids okay so lots of nutrients and it doesn't have to be in the form of water like watery you you can cream things up whip things up blend things together those comforting textures of soups or smoothies Get really, really hydrated. Okay. Number two, get cozy and comfortable in your space. Okay. And so that you and others who come into your space feel supported, loved, nourished, and secure. So figure out what you want from your home. And if you want more balance in your work home life, balancing that out with Cancer Moon, Capricorn season. Know when to retreat into your version of a crab shell and when to open. Okay. Having that fluidity of that softness and 
like just like the crab, like the soft shell crab, right? When to open, when to retreat and making sure that you're there for people. This would be a, a, a fabulous time to support somebody. And, and if it's you that needs the support, get the support that you need. Okay. Have somebody that can listen to you if you're distressed about something and then be able to listen to others as well. Let them yeah. talk. Got it. Cool. And one, one more thing you can do for your space is you can leave a cup of water outside the night before the full moon. So that would be Sunday night to get fully charged. And you can sprinkle that water around your space, or you can even drink it or put it in your smoothies or your soups. Yeah. Now, you know what though, we're actually getting snow here on, uh, I think Sunday night here in Atlanta. So maybe, I, maybe we can make some, uh, some, uh, some frozen drinks. There you go. Yeah. Some moon snow. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> snow yeah, moon. Cool. There you go. And number one, find solitude so that you can go inward and spend time alone. So you can hear your emotions without the influence of others really harness the Capricorn seasons, discipline energy to carve out moments in your day to spend time by yourself. And however that works for you, the more you're with trees, the wood element of the gallbladder, the better. Okay. And what are some, what are some things that people should be doing in solitude? Is it more just thinking and meditating or? Yeah, nothing. So least amount like yeah. that you're not distracted by somebody else's voices, somebody else's thoughts. So not listening like to, I mean, of course our podcast, but once you finish listening sure. to our podcast, turn, sure. turn it off and then by yourself, like no music, no distractions and invite your emotions to be heard, like have counsel with them. Okay. Who's up now? Who would like to speak? <laughs> okay. And if, you can have a mantra too. If you have a mantra or a catchphrase, however you want to call that going in your mind and even with your breath, then they will, they, the, the emotions often feel invited then because they know that you're in a, a really conscious high frequency state. So they'll, they'll feel invited in, but make sure that they, they get their voices heard the emotions. This is a time right now to amp up your emotional intelligence, which is really needed in the world right now. Yeah, no doubt. Great stuff as always. Okay. I can't wait to hear about your moon snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to build it. Uh, that's a wrap on episode 10. Happy full moon and cancer. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Great. We'll see you next week. <laughs>